Hey y'all, welcome back to Why Wait Till Monday. I'm your host, Nicole Shabazz, and this episode is part of the Women's Health Reproductive series. And today I'm talking with Jeanette Hall. She's a medical assistant, mother of four, grandma to many, as she puts it. And Jeanette's gonna share with us her experience with fibroids that led her to need to have a hysterectomy, which immediately put her into menopause. Uh, This is one of many uh, upcoming series for season three um, that you will be hearing. So enjoy the episode. If you have any questions, you could always email me at info at rnwellnessgroup.com. Talk with you soon and enjoy the episode. Hey, Jeanette, how are you today? Hi, Nicole. How are you? I'm good. And yourself? I'm good. So let's start off by introducing yourself to the audience uh, before we get in, uh, before we start engaging in the conversation. Okay, sure. Hi, everyone. My name is Jeanette Hall. I'm Nicole Shabazz's sister, one of her older sister. Um, born and raised in Patterson. I'm a medical assistant. I have four children and a lot of grandkids. <laughs> and yeah, a whole bunch of them. <laughs> um, pretty much that sums up everything. Uh, family oriented. Okay, all right. So, um, so yeah, as Jeanette mentioned, she's my oldest sister. She's one of my oldest sisters. I have two older sisters. Um, she's the second oldest. Um, and so Jeanette, what I'm doing is I, um, I wanted to have a conversation around um fibroids. Um, menopause and um, hysterectomies because I feel like um, that's one of those conversations in uh, that women don't have. But when you're sitting in a con- when you're sitting in a group with about ten women, uh, five of them could um, experience the same thing, and it takes for one person to mention one of the t- one of those three topics, and then someone will say, "Oh yeah, I'm I'm flashing too," or um, yeah, I have fibroids or I had a hysterectomy, but it's, it's one of those topics that is kind of um, like, I don't know what the stigma is behind it. If it's like, if it comes from shame or what it is, but I just wanted to um, have a conversation with women about it and see like what your experience was with it and any commonalities and see how we can uh, help the younger generation that way they're prepared for menopause or if they experience fibroids and stuff. So I just want to thank you for um, being transparent and sharing this story because I know some people are afraid to share. Um, So let's talk about your experience. I know you mentioned that you, um, that you have experience with all three of those. So start wherever you like. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, I don't know why, I mean, I think I think it's all based on like shameful, something shameful about this, those three topics or any topics mm-hmm. that deal with female bodies. But we all gotta go, we all go through it. So um I don't see what's the problem, like sharing your story with someone else to help someone. So mm-hmm. I did experience all three of them, starting mm-hmm. with the five boys, because for years I was going back and forth with the five boys and stuff since I was 17, 16, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 16 and stuff, and I never knew what was going on. Um, until like about seventeen, and then um, heavy menstruals. Um, 
it just took a toll on, on my body and stuff and the, and the cramping was terrible like at that point like you know what I'm saying for like labor pains and stuff but mm -hmm. it, it's just something that your body just changed differently so the fibroids yeah they was coming and going they um you know back then in the early 90s they was just starting to do the lasers so they was lasering them out and stuff mm -hmm. but till I end up like years later I guess my body was like um, the doctors didn't want to go through too much of the lasering and stuff like that, so they end up doing, um, and that's where the hysterectomy comes in. Okay. Yes. Okay. Later, so, fast forward. Mm -hmm. So yes. <laughs> wow. So with so with the lasers and see now this is news to me. Like I never even knew we had a family history of it. So that's how um like that's how like quiet the the female um the female body um, organs, reproductive organ topics are so quiet, right? Like we never right. even um had the conversation because I never even knew you had them because then, you know, maybe I would have known like, oh, fibroids, you know, runs in the family type deal. Like, because I didn't experience them at that young age. Um, my fibroids didn't come until like after I had the kids, like after I had Mally is when oh, I started, okay. um yeah, started having the, um when they started to come. So I didn't get them at that young age. So when you um, so when you would uh, when they did the lasers, you said like that the fibroid still was coming back. So then they, they finally said, "Okay, back. let's just yeah, do the yeah, yeah." Okay. After yeah, years later, but let me let me take it back for a minute because what you just said something you start getting with oh um, when you have Mally that makes sense because I didn't start getting the fibroids until I had a stillbirth. Sis, sorry. Okay. But yes, mm -hmm. that's when they start coming. And that's mm -hmm. when they was telling me that being that there was so much for me at a young age that I wasn't able to have any more kids because of the fibroids was coming so quickly and mm -hmm. stuff. And then here it is, years later, I done had your nephew, your nieces. <laughs> mm -hmm. But the mm -hmm. fibroids was taking over my body. They was starting to come, you know, they was on the uterus and then they started getting on the fallopian tubes. It was starting to become a lot and stuff. So yeah. And that's what caused the, the heavy, the heavy uh, menstruals every month mm -hmm. and the cramping. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, for like with the heavy, um, like with the cramping and the pain because, you know, those fibroids shouldn't be there. So anything that's in our bodies that shouldn't be there is going to cause us to have the pain right in those places so when you when were you told that you have to have a hysterectomy and when did you have one okay so um 2015 that's when i went to the doctor gynecologist and we start talking about it 2017 mm -hmm. that's when i had the hysterectomy done okay okay yeah. good did um so when they told you you had to have a hysterectomy, like what were what thoughts went through your head? Well, to be honest with you, um, I know I couldn't handle more kids and stuff because you know, through side after some years ago, so I know I wasn't gonna produce no more kids. But sometimes some females might feel like they less than a, a female because a woman because they don't have that part inside of them. Should I say is that, like how, that? Is that how? Yeah, is that how you felt? Um, in the beginning, yeah, mm -hmm. but then mm -hmm. after a while, I'm like, no, you know what I'm saying? Because this was helping me out. This was helping my health out and stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and yeah, to get rid of these menstruals, these heavy, because the menstruals used to be terrible. Like having to wear two un two panties, and then 
two pads on one and then a tampon and then another. That was that used to be mm -hmm. a hectic situation. The first three days was like a killer. Like, yeah. yeah. Right. So I'm just glad I got it done to be honest with you. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's usually what I hear. Like that's like that was the best decision made after contemplating it for so long. Yeah. And yeah. being like, oh, this was the best thing I could have um that I could have done. But um, like you started to mention that pe some people probably start feeling like um start having mental going through mental um like negative mental thoughts uh, when it comes to um the thought of having a hysterectomy. Having it done and stuff, yeah, for them to be thinking that they, you know, they're not female and, this, you know, like, but it's not like that. They're just bettering their health and making you feel more comfortable and stuff. And then and get rid of the pains and the fibroids and anything else that comes with it. Mm -hmm. So now was um was the menopause brought on by the hysterectomy or um, yeah. like when did you yeah. go through menopause? After the hysterectomy, yes, like like maybe I would say three months in after I had it, I just one day I was at work and I just bust out sweating, and one of my coworkers like, "Are you okay?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I don't know, I am hot." And that's mm -hmm. when the doctor was telling me because I was working for the doctor, and that's when he told me like, "You going through menopause?" I'm like, "Really? Don't you get menopause when you're fifties or your sixties?" And I'm like, "They like, no, you going through menopause?" So yeah, okay. So what what um do you know what type of hysterectomy had you had um do you know which one you um, had? I believe the, if I'm not mistaken, the full. I didn't get the partial. Full. Yeah, okay, the so they took both. Yeah. They took both of your um the, both of yes. your ovaries. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. So yeah, I think that would bring on immediate menopause. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm hmm. Okay. All right. So how do you how do you handle your menopause, and do you find that certain situations or certain things um cause you to have the symptoms of menopause because menopause is just like it's a period right but the symptoms of menopause is is the hot flashes and it's things the hot like that flashes, yes yeah. and that's so it's, it's working mm -hmm. for me at night at, at night, night okay yeah yeah so like, do you find up. that mm -hmm. okay okay you wake up oh sorry i wake up and mm -hmm. um i'll just be drenched and like somebody pour water on me like yeah, and that's that just that's terrible. I, I'll take that though. I'll take that than going through them hard menstruals and stuff. But uh -huh. yeah, it's just too much that you gotta get up every night, take a shower, then you decide and lay with me. I don't sleep with nothing. So that's even like oh god, like oh my god. <laughs> so what do you um? So how do you what do you do to um? For it? like what do you do? Mm -hmm. I, I sleep with a fan and an air conditioner. Okay, like every yeah. night, every night, every okay. night. Do you yep. find that? Um, do you find that certain things like is there some nights that you don't wake up like that? And do you find that it's it's different based on like if you moved more that day or if you ate something different, or is it something that you just go through every day? You know, when the client thought about, but it don't be like yeah, I haven't thought about that, but it's not all the time I do wake up. Like, majority of the time I do wake up and sweat, but not all the time. I'm not, not since you meant asking me that, I never thought about what would cause it, and if, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah, that that's sense. something good. About that. Yeah, yeah, that's something good to um to pay attention to, like, maybe keep a log or just a thought. Like, if one morning you wake up and you feel like you, you didn't sweat out that night, and then probably just think back of that day, the day before, what like what did you do that day? 
right maybe um maybe some i know um i've read and i've also heard other women say that sometimes certain things that they eat causes them to have um like one lady she mentioned something about eating um like if she eat like a lot of sweets or breads and stuff then she realized she started getting hot flashes um so just like so that's something to to look at or to pay attention to yes i will start doing that yes as of today that mm -hmm. makes sense i never thought about that okay so if there was anything different through this whole experience that you would do um is there something that you would do differently honestly no Mm -hmm. No, because everything works out mm -hmm. the way it's supposed to be. So, yeah, I won't take nothing back. Okay, that, that's good. That's good. I know for me, if if I could do something differently, I would have gotten it done sooner. <laughs> because... Oh, well, yeah, that too. Yeah, but remember the doctors and stuff, they like, like we had older doctors, so they'll tell you, like, no, you're so young, just wait a little bit. But in my case, I don't know why I had to wait any, late, any later because I already have my tombstone, so... They could have went ahead and did whatever they want to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> they could have. They could have took it and had a, do some research, whatever you want. They, exactly. You didn't care at that point. Yeah, yeah. For me, I kept going back and forth, and it took it took some um, like it took some convincing. Like I think I went for like three opinions, when I finally was like, okay, let me do it. But um. So I know I would have definitely done it sooner because it definitely was um like the best decision I've made ever um was to to have the hysterectomy done. Um all right, so is there um is there anything else you wanted to add to um to your experience with uh the fibroids, the menopause no, or, like, um, like no, I mean don't be embarrassed. This is human. This nature. This is what the us our female bodies got to go through. So don't feel embarrassed. Just go through it and talk to somebody. If you don't want to talk to your doctor, talk to a close friend, somebody who is who's experienced it. Don't speak to no one that haven't experienced it. Speak to mm -hmm. someone that's going through the same thing that you're going through. That will help you and make you feel more comfortable. But yeah. It's the best thing if you have to, and if you go through the fibroids and the, and the heavy periods and the cramping, and what, and you and you know you're not having no more kids, it's the best thing to do. Right. Um. Yeah, I agree. To you know, speak to people and just just even if it's just to hear like what others' experiences were, um, right. because that's what the whole that's what the basis of what I'm doing right now is just to hear what others. Um, how other people experience uh, these conditions. And then um, because we all are different, you know, you, they could just have an idea of, you know, what to talk about when they go to their doctor office or um, what to look for. And right. also um, to help them make the decision for themselves, because at the end of the day, um, you know, like you said, you, you already knew you had your tubes tied. You knew you weren't having any more children, so it didn't matter to you either way but then you right. have some people who probably feel like they want every piece of body part you know so you know no they just have to exactly. yeah <laughs> mm -hmm. so they just have to make the decision for themselves um which is fine you know everyone right. that's the that's the beauty of uh of living right you have a choice so you do you know what's best for you but this was so this was so fun and this was a good it really conversation was. I, like this. I enjoyed this yeah. <laughs> 
Thank you for listening to this episode of Why Wait Till Monday. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review and share with a friend. If you would like to send me a message, you can email whywaittillmonday at gmail.com. That's whywaittillmonday at gmail.com. The content you hear on Why Wait Till Monday is for informational purposes only and does not intend or imply to be a substitute for professional advice or consultation with the healthcare professional. Always seeks guidance from your healthcare provider. I'll talk to you soon on the next episode. And in the meantime, start now. Don't wait until Monday. Bye now.